Oh, look at that. Oh. Uh, see? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Damn. Where the fuck is this from? Yeah, you get it? Interview right. one. Guys. Police interview. Begin. Alright, we're talking about drugs now. So I I want sure. I want uh Mr. Salad, whatever his name is, to go into his experience with LSD. Is he gonna speak? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, yeah, go. Oh god, you're like, oh you're like two god. years. <laughs> Not a good first somebody choice, guys. Start, somebody else started. Reminder to our audience that this is a high-quality production show. Truly. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Speak uh, again? Speak again? Because I think it fixes itself. Hello. Alright, yeah. Alright, yeah, you can go. Just keep going. Alright, so around uh, two years ago, uh, I was, you know, back when I was still, like, kind of dating a lot, uh, you know, I was kind of, like, in a bad neighborhood where there'd be, like, a lot of drugs and you know, stuff like that happened, which I regret doing taking LSD because it got me into a little bit of trouble. Or, well, not a little bit, but a lot, but... <laughs> there... <laughs> I lost him again. <laughs> I think we should... Okay, I'm sorry, my man, but please fix your mic or your interwebs. Bruh. Like, someone's streaming porn or something. Anyways, who has another experience that they want to talk about? I say Blitz. Uh... Oh, okay. I'm a child of God. No drugs ever enter my body, so. Yeah, me too. Uh, let me smoke this bowl real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, Trey, have you ever had an experience? Uh, yeah. The last time I got I got high, um, I had a massive panic attack because I thought my dad was gonna find out, and uh, not fun. Not fun. Yeah, it it, it was bad, bad, bad. No good. Very bad. Scary. Yeah, yeah I've had that too, man. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> yeah. I actually had uh, worst experience I ever had on weed. I called the cops on myself. <laughs> <laughs> this man got drugs. Uh, Arrested, man. Yeah, Poor I took two charges for that. I took, uh, I got uh, control, uh, uh, possession of a controlled substance and possession of drug paraphernalia. But they're both yeah, misdemeanors. Dude. Well, they were misdemeanors because it was my first time and I was a minor. Wait, what was that? What possessed you to call the cops on yourself? Can I ask that? Um, basically because of a condition I have, I have really, really, really powerful highs, and I smoked a fuck ton that day. I had already yeah. smoked a blunt that morning and had a really good time. Um, oh. but so then I smoked. The answer is to smoke more. And then later that night, we smoked another blunt, and I smoked a lot more of that because there was less people, so it was only getting passed around a few times, while before it was getting passed around a lot. And so I took some big-ass puffs, bro, and uh, got really fucking baked, and because of my uh, condition, which I won't get into because that's another story, um, I basically um, hallucinated, um, which you don't do on weed. I hallucinated faces in the walls. I hallucinated that there was a giant smiling thing in the window. Um, and all the walls were like like so colorful. Was it lace? No. That's what my mind did. Wacky and zany? And then um Um Everything I the funny thing, I was like I thought I was dying for 
second, which is like a normal thing to do on Wii when you're really high. Like that's not that's not out of the normal. Um, and I had closed my eyes and they put a bucket in front of me because they looked like I was gonna throw up. And um, I thought I was going to throw up because I felt my my the insides of my neck. You know, like when you're throwing up, you can feel it like like yeah. Yeah. Man, that's like, the worst feeling. Yeah, and I felt that in my neck. I felt that in my neck, and I felt my tongue rolling like I was vomiting. Oh, that's terrible, man. Don't describe uh, that. Ugh. But I was. I thought I was for like five minutes, but there was nothing coming out. Um, And then I opened my eyes a little bit, and I saw the bucket, which was this yellow plastic bucket, Um, and it was melting. Oh. Um, I don't know how it was melting, but it was... It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like melting over, all over my hands and uh finally um uh they took the bucket away from me and i was just lying on the bed facing the ceiling and they were pulling me to just throw me off the beds you know to get me like a wake-up call or whatever and um they said dude you're fucking fine and for a second i don't know why that resonated with me and i was like wait did I just throw up? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh my god, I thought I was fucking throwing up. And that kind of was like, if I wasn't throwing up, then a bunch of that other shit that I saw probably didn't happen too. And then it just, I I, I was like, tell me I'm fine. Like, you're fine. And I opened my eyes. And everything was fucking yellow. <laughs> and like, it wasn't like a bright yellow, but it was like a tinge, a yellow tinge on everything, and it was bright and everything. It was like it was like uh, like uh, the sun was setting type tinge, you know. Oh. And mm-hmm. but it was on my. Ooh. It was like I could like everything had that tinge, and then they said, "Dude, you're fine." And I blinked, and then everything turned back to normal. You just did That's the man be so slaughter. And everything, everything was fucking normal. Everything was like blue because we had the TV on and it was on the PS4 main menu. So everything was blue in the room. Like, there's no way I could have fucking seen everything in a yellow tinge. How did you get all that from weed, bro? That is insane. That's fucking insane. I'll tell you that guy. I'll tell you guys about that at a different time. But, uh, uh, because that's a different topic. And it's a more serious topic. Is it that's, what I'm thinking of, Vaughn? Yes. Yeah. That's still just for me. That's pretty insane. Yeah. And then to to get to the part where I call the cops on myself, um, I have really bad anxiety. Um, and at this time, I was going through all the scenarios as to why I saw the things that I saw. And none of them were like, oh, it's because you have a mental illness that you don't know about yet. Um, everything was like the weed was laced. That's the only thing that this could have happened from. The weed was laced, even though no one else was getting those effects. And um, I was like, maybe I just need to throw up and I'll be fine. So I was like, guys, I think I need to throw up. And they're like, yeah, 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 you definitely should throw up. That'll make you so not high, which it it, do- it works. It doesn't make you high at all. I've never thrown up on weed first. Um, but I know people who have, and they said it's fucking true that you just go back to normal, basically. That's when you smoke more. Um, and so I went to the bathroom and everything. By the way, this, this kid's... I'm not at my house. I'm at my friend's house. And his mom's downstairs in the fucking living room. <laughs> <Bro>. um, 
and so I go to the bathroom. Um, my friend, uh, my friend's there with me, um, and the kid's house I'm at, right? Like, he goes downstairs because his mom called him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, not everyone's here to support me. And I started to freak out and shit. And then for some reason, the thought, oh, call the cops was like a great fucking idea. Like stellar fucking idea there, bud. Call the cops. Uh, So that's what that's what my friends did because they were concerned for me. Um, And then the scary shit happened. Uh, I went when the cops finally came, I had a really big fight with his mom, not yelling at her, but I was like begging her to please calm down because it was riling me up. Um, and when we got downstairs and the cops came, I sat on this little couch and I felt my fucking blood pumping. Literally, I could feel it in my fucking veins. And all of a sudden I started to get really fucking angry, like super fucking angry. Oh my. And the cops came and I was like, uh, then the fire department came and I felt my heart beating and it felt so fast. I could feel it beating out of my chest. Like it was adrenaline happening and I could like, I felt that shit so fucking hard and I still feel it sometimes too. Um, and I literally put my arms across my chest and my legs, uh, cross. And I was like, yo, tie me the fuck up, tie me the fuck up. And they were like, why, why, what's going on? I was like, because I have this thing telling me to get up and fucking kill you to fucking grab your gun and shoot you and shit and i they didn't tie me up literally 10 minutes 15 minutes after completely fine jesus yeah and then i got to the hospital and i still i was still having those like like things telling me to hurt people um that I was still at the hospital. I was in the bed and everything in the hospital, and I was still having those things. Um, and like ten minutes after being there, um, I was completely fine. Like I was just high. Like I just, I just couldn't take anything seriously anymore. Like this is like funny as fuck. Uh, Wait, so this was just weed, right? It was lace. No, it wasn't lace. No one else got these effects. And people, I didn't smoke as much as my other friends did. Uh, yeah, insane. I been crazy. A few days every day prior, so I, I mean, my tolerance is pretty good. Not amazing. Like I have, I was a pretty shit tolerance, but you know, I would like should have just passed out or thrown up right away if it was if I was way too high. But, it's like, a, like a Joe Rogan podcast talking about DMT. So it's just weed. Yeah, I, I, and that's part of the reason why now I have a great fucking time while I'm high, because the shit that I didn't like, because uh, because I found out what the problem was in my head and I got medicated for it, and now the medications work completely, and they I don't have any of them anymore, and uh, when I smoke, the only hallucinations I get. Are, the walls get really colorful, and then some. Sometimes um, you'll get the normal effect of like, or at least what I think is normal. I don't. I don't I haven't actually asked. Um, <laughs> like everything seems slow. 
<laughs> you're in slow motion, which I think is normal. Oh, yeah, Alex. I know, Alex, you hit the clear. Can you relate to that? No. None of that? No. How, well, how much, do you, how much do you smoke when you do smoke it? I don't. You do oh. clears? You literally talk about it all the time. Yeah, you have done carts, don't... Carbon. Yeah, a couple of times. Have you ever... How much? How many hits have you had from it? Like, what's your normal hit that you'd take? Alex is lightweight, so he just takes... Probably one. 15. 15? Oh. Yeah. How long, have you been, how long have you been, like, using carts, though? I did it four times. 15 is... hits spread out over how much time? Probably an hour. An hour? Mm, nah. I have to see you take the hit. You have to yeah. just stand there and hit it for a solid 30 seconds. But also, carts really are... And eh, sometimes they get you high, sometimes they don't get you that high. It's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same with, same with Bud. Same thing Wait, with Bud. I'm sorry, but uh, what is carts? Carts is uh, uh, wax. Wax from uh, crushing the marijuana leaves and creating wax. Um, it's in these little vape cartridges that you can vape the wax out of, which gets you high. Speaking yeah. of getting high, I'm going to take another hit from this fucking bowl. How about you, Trey? Do you get any experiences like this? Uh, No. No, that's my one panic attack. I was pretty chill. Makes me laugh a lot, and I get the really strong craving for a uh, uh, cookout. If you guys know what that is, I think I cook out to barbecue. No, no, cookout is in the the restaurant, or the fast food place. Oh no! What's the fuck? It's called. It is the best restaurant. It is the opposite of cooking out, though. Yeah, it's Can just I called cookout. Out? Yeah, but that's a wrong name to fucking have. Doesn't matter. Fresh that's not what we're, that's Ooh, not that what we're arguing, guys. Back to the drug stuff. I don't think many people here do drugs. Most person oh, do you do drugs. The only thing I could ever be considered drug is like um, fucking not, a cigar, and that's it. Yeah, hey. I'm pretty. I'm pretty no. mild when it comes. Well, y'all motherfuckers stuff. never snorted a line of Vivance before. Now, now if Alex <laughs> could get Will in here. Oh, oh yeah, he is. Oh my god, I'd love talking to that guy. He is yeah. great. Can I explain my experience? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Right, so I was going to start off with uh, this one time I went to a skating park. Because that's usually where I'd hang out because I really didn't have anything to do at home. Because um, I really, like, my house was kind of like a place I didn't want to be or didn't like being inside of. Mostly because of the psychological, like, abuse that was happening at that time. Sorry, I'm getting kind of nervous. <laughs> um, but throughout that time, it was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that guy just screamed. <laughs> it was kind of dark. But Sorry, boy, I stubbed like my toe. To... Yeah, <laughs> I like going to the skating ring. Or not skating ring, but like skating park. Ooh. Um, and it was it was really nice, but then I got... Well, I only tried it once, but I tried LSD one, and it wasn't good because I actually, um, I, uh, sprained my ankle, 
on the half pipe. Like, I took it, and then, like, 30 minutes later, um, well, I actually got offered, because at first I was kind of sketched, but I've hanged out with these guys for, like, a uh, couple years, so I, I could trust them. And I tried going on the half pipe, and as soon as I was, like, like in the air, I saw everything go, like, slow motion. And it just got me really nervous, and then I couldn't hold on to my board anymore, so I, ha- I had a fall on my knee. But I fell in a way in where my ankle hit, like, you know, this, the, um, the, what's it called? You know where you drop in from a half pipe, right? What? You know where you drop in from a half pipe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, my ankle hit that. It got twisted. Damn. Because then I had, I slid, I slid through, I slid on it. Yeah. After that, I I didn't really want to tell anybody. That was so I waited quite a like, I waited like a week for you know so everything can be settled. And then I told my mom that I got hurt, and uh, we went to the hospital. And yeah, that's my experience with LSC. I'm never doing it again, cause that day it just had me really nervous. Like I was sweating a lot. I was I think I was like hearing stuff at night too. And it was uh, it wasn't a good experience, so I don't recommend that. Yeah, doesn't LSD have like an after effect? Uh, it stays in your system relatively. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, acid only takes sixteen hours to get out of your bloodstream. Dead it only. Yeah. Only. Bro, it's only what sixteen about... hours, bro. That's it. What about DMT? I don't fucking know, but I know weed takes couple days to get out of your system completely or not completely but to the point where it can't be detected yeah it can't be detected if you do a normal drug test but if they do a hair test i'm pretty sure they can detect it for a while describe the process well a hair test is meant to detect prolonged heavy usage if you just do it occasionally a hair test won't like help won't help them much yeah oh you're not you're an expert on this yeah uh you need to know these things I almost got, listen, I thought I was going to get drug tested one time, so I started doing deep research as to, like, <laughs> you know, what, what's going on here. Am I from, good? From Chick-fil-A? Uh, no, by my parents, because that's a different story. <laughs> that's a story for a different time. Chick-fil-A never did, did they, for anybody? No, the the Chick Fil A I worked at it it didn't have time to uh it didn't have time to drug test because if they, they drug tested have... they would have lost three fourths of their employees one day. Yeah. Hold back a house. Ooh. Yeah, my um, my dad told me a story about how his old foundry constantly drug tested him and um like one of his buddies, and finally he asked like why the hell are you drug testing me all the time, and they said because we know that you're clean. We know that you're clean. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't want to drug test anyone else, but they were required to. Yeah. Smart. We know you're clean. It's like the Illuminati trying to tell you something. We know you're clean, yeah. How was your experience working at Chick-fil-A, Trey? Uh, overall, I enjoy it, but I don't know. After that last panic attack, I kind of kind of backed off a little bit. Did you working get at Chick Fil A. Uh, working at a Chick Fil A sucked a lot. 
Bright, Bright, Bryson Bryson test of that. I okay, guess definitely a test of that. Well. But yeah. they but they so nice though. Uh, it's all a fake. Uh, every the moment there's not customers in the store, everyone hates most people there. Wow. Yeah, our our general manager was super cool, but um, the rest rest of the manager was pretty bad. Also, Venice, if you knew the way we talked about people when cust when the customers weren't <laughs> in the store. Oh, was it that bad? Uh, yeah, yeah, we. Oh yeah. We talk, when as soon as a customer was out of earshot, we talked mad garbage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Isn't that like every fast God, food? God, that though? customer is such a loser. God, we do, we, as soon as they leave, we like, what? Yeah, you do. Asking for special orders. <laughs> you, you do that. You do that at Subway too. Yeah, because yeah, like no, you'll be Subway so nice, and you'll give them their order and your smile, and then as soon as they're gone, you're like, can you believe she put she did a special order? What's wrong with that bitch? <laughs> the only thing I have special on my fucking Chick Fil A order is no fucking pickles. Oh What's yeah, wrong with you? Wait, yeah, I do know pickles as well, and I work there. Fucking so I can... pickles. No, I and look, fucking half of the time they don't do it. You should have seen the desig. You guys should see the designated pickle bucket we have back there. <laughs> Just take them off. I, I know. I know. We said work. no fighting during the broadcast, but dog, you got to put pickles on your sandwich. Yeah, well, you I say that, but sometimes people can be retarded. Still have opinion. All right, what do you want to say? Uh, oh, Trey, what's like? The most obscure order you've ever gone from your time working there? Uh, well, probably the most obscure order you could get is someone getting a sandwich protein style. You don't ever Whoa. see that. Oh, oh. Just, okay, I I just I'm hitting my year working at my Chick Fil A pretty shortly. I have never heard somebody order a protein style sandwich. A protein <laughs> style? It's, it's where they take the bun off and they wrap the sandwich contents in lettuce. Oh, it's keto. That's yeah. That's yeah. because yeah. of keto. Yeah, we call it protein style. People that get Ugh. that make me want to die, because then you gotta, then you gotta take the time to actually wrap a sandwich to slapping a bun on it. Not nah, the worst people who come in and they demand fresh nuggets and they sit there and wait for them. Oh yeah, people are like, I demand my food fresh and hot, and you give it to them, and they're like, No, this isn't hot enough. That's when you've got to throw the grease in their face. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. Sometimes they have a reason. Like sometimes they'll go to like some restaurant and. They'll have undercooked food at one part of the chain, so they'll assume that they need to ask for it um, yeah. well cooked enough in every part in the chain. It, it, to be fair, you can't really blame them for not trusting a restaurant chain when they have an, an experience mm. like that. And I'm not talking just like undercooked, like it's it's not warm enough. I had I had somebody come through the other day, and it's like, oh, you know, about a year ago, my son tried to order some chicken nuggets, and he got food poisoning from those. But now I order them well done every place, not to disconvenience the people who work there but simply because i don't want my son getting sick again and you can't really fault people for that sure you know you do have to start the whole new batch of nuggets and it takes a good 15 minutes to get the whole new thing started depending on where in the cycle you are but you can't blame people for ordering like that because you don't know what experiences they've had yeah, now, you can say I now, can't blame you can, people. You can but I blame will. customers. You can blame customers for coming through and ordering fifteen chicken sandwiches. I hate you if you do that. That <laughs> happened twice on my last shift, and my last shift was three hours. Okay. Yeah, hey, that's <laughs> bad, dude. You should have an entire sports team's bus pull up on you. Oh, oh my god, Bryson! Remember that's that night bad. we had four volleyball teams pull up at once. And we were understuffed. Yeah, they were like, good news, <laughs> fellas. Have fun. And then Ben was there, was and our GM just left and let us do it on our own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Insane. My favorite, my favorite was when, um, you know, the owner would show up once a month and complain uh, about something. 
And I was leading shift that night and the general manager, his the owner's daughter were there and she was like, Hey, my dad's coming. And so the general manager comes back. He's like, Bryson, I need you to, uh, I need you to wash all the floors. Cause he's been really upset about the floors recently. And so obviously I do that and he gets there and they're not completely done yet. And he flipped out. It was also in the middle of dinner. I'm really nice to have a really good owner. He comes yeah. back like, like three, four times a week. I have a really nice owner. I'm very, very happy that I do because if my Are you a stuck, slave? I probably would No, I'm not. Wage slave? No, me and Bryson's owner was basically a slave driver. Yeah, and he would he would show up once a month to complain about something and then leave and then he'd be back a month later. Cringe. I mean, that's the kind of manager who owns multiple lo- excuse me, owner who has multiple locations. No, it was just him. Nope, it was just, just that just one. one. He just didn't Wait, care. He really doesn't have multiple locations. No, he used nope. to work at the he used to run the big one up in the middle of Chicago, but they and kicked they him out of that one bad. for negligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, they no, had a All right, guys, I have to leave. Goodbye, uh, Mister. Bye. Have a good night. Oh, you too. Good night, Brody. Good night. I've never even had Chick Fil A. Really? It's tasty. I'd recommend it if you ever come down here. My, yeah, my state does have it. I just never had it. You know, we don't, we don't have many though. Well, the thing, I think I told Dennis about this before. The weirdest Anthony! thing about Chick Fil A. Oh, what's up, Anthony? Anyways, the weirdest thing about Chick Fil A uh, is that. Uh, fuck, I can't think of it. Um, as far as locations go, when we're opening locations. Um, they're almost predominantly in the south, and there's a reason they're not in every other country. But okay, but can you Korean... please not do that? Because I was doing the podcast. What? What? Oh, he's he's talking to somebody else. I think. Okay, okay. Caleb. Go ahead, go ahead, Vita. All right, cool. Um, the next uh, place that they might put the next location that's not in America is actually going to be what? Japan. And some of you already know this. But the reason they're putting it in Japan is because fast food fried chicken is a cult in Japan. Yep. I, got told was, I got told Ireland was next. Yeah, it's probably probably Ireland also. But I, I know this specifically because I hear them talk about it sometimes. Japan I've – been, I've been taking Japanese for quite a few years. And one of the weird things that they do over there, every Christmas they get lines that are – Hours long outside KFC. It is a Christmas tradition in Japan to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. Truly amazing. amazing. Guys, may I add something? Japan is the only Disney like park to still have the pirate who run runs around trying to rape the woman. So they definitely have blackface. Wait, they they have a what? A what now? What the so, Okay, you know the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? No, I'm not familiar with this. No. Oh, okay. yeah, no, 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 the original one was a guy chasing around a woman on a top balcony. I remember this very vividly. And they changed it to them running around for alcohol on a beverage. Okay. Because originally, people were like, wait a second. She's, oh. She has her skirt up high, and she's running away from two drunken men. Oh, you and, went in the ride. I was yeah. expecting like some sort of mask. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. In the ride, like running around. I remember this God. as a kid, and they changed it. I was like, "Mom, what happened to that part?" Because this is my favorite ride. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. In fact, my the last time I re- went there, there was a guy who was trying to push someone off the side of it because they were taking pictures. Kind of funny. 
amazing. Did, Bro, but can like, you can you imagine if it was actually a mascot? Can you imagine the conversation? <laughs> hey, Tetsuko, who gets to be the pirate today? Oh, man, I hear Takeshi gets it. Man, I wanted to be the pirate today. Wait, Mikaio. Can, like, can you say I want to rape her in Japanese? Mikaio, um, no. did, uh, did you ride it to Small World, Mikaio? Do you want to die? That's that is worse than listening to Russian number stations. It's a small world after all. I hate it. I hate it. My mom <laughs> said she'll decapitate my dad if she if she is ever forced to go on that again. Wait, wait, yes, Alex, you wanted to say something? Oh wait, it's not even here. Damn it. I've got a question. Who, yeah. who said they were uh, studying Japanese for a while now? SP, what do you need? Um, how how is it? Like, how tough is it? I'm starting to uh, learn it this coming semester. Um, one of the things that my teacher told me. Uh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll give you this advice first. Practice it. Practice your conversational Japanese whenever you can. I have gotten myself into a position where I have neglected my conversational Japanese, and so my reading skills are amazing, and my kanji's great, yada yada yada. But I can't talk to people. Coming up gotcha. with coming up with being able to say things on the fly is so important to learning any language mm -hmm. that if you neglect that, you're going to be kicking yourself for it. I'm going into a minor next year, and I'm skipping a few classes because because the teacher who, at the college I'm going to is very impressed by the things I can already say, but uh -huh. sometimes I think that I may have been able to get a lot farther if I was simply just more confident in what I was saying. Gotcha. Um, and as far as the difficulty, uh, Chinese and Japanese are inverse when it comes to difficulty. Japanese is very hard when you're first learning it, but becomes easier as you go on because everything follows a pattern. And you're simply just adding on to things that you already know how to say. Chinese, on the other hand, becomes inversely difficult. It starts okay. out easy enough because you're just learning one or two characters at a time and the words that share similar characters because obviously when you only have one language um alphabet with thirteen thousand characters in it you have to start small mm -hmm. um but it doesn't get any easier and things only become more complicated when you have to start learning more complicated root words that doesn't occur in japanese because you know you have you have an alphabet a phonetical alphabet that you can use to pair along with your kanji but chinese doesn't have that so okay. you know I would recommend not studying Chinese unless you want to be a businessman. But, you know, why would you ever want to be a businessman? And if you did want exactly. to be a businessman, why would you want to talk to the Chinese? Exactly. And, all right, I'm going to add something else. In fact, I can also – something I find interesting in what you just said is actually taught me why my teacher was so confused because I brought in a canon uh, – an artillery cannon set that's Chinese to make a mount for it because my shop mm -hmm. teacher is, like, super cool. And mm -hmm. there was some Chinese writing on the side, and I was like – Hey, there's a Chinese teacher, and I, I asked the friends, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I show this to her? She's like, he's like, yeah, as long as she has extra time and do it after school. She's like, the first thing I asked, she was really nice. She's like, oh, you want me to translate this? I'm like, yeah, I just like collecting stuff. And she's like, she like a minute after, she looked up, dreaded, is this a grenade? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was about to get bamboozled, and then I'm like, no, it's a sight. And turns out it just says. How would your mirror lens or something like that? Uh, maybe okay. does she maybe know like maybe it was in Cantonese or something like that? No, oh, it's that's Chinese, Anthony. 
that's that's something else that's interesting. When people always ask, what does my name mean in Chinese? It's because Chinese doesn't have a phonetical alphabet, so they essentially just have to put words in there that make your name – that just make your name. It's like if, if your name is Brooklyn and you're asking people, like, what does my name mean? You would have to put in the words Brook and Line. That's why people's names always mean very literal things because they don't have an alphabet, so they have to string together words to make it sound like your name. Can I try it? Yeah, yeah. Sure, uh, sure. It's like whenever I got the opportunity to travel to Japan two years ago uh, with Aiden, uh, they also mentioned the exact same thing. But in Japan, they have two different alphabets. They, they, I have, can't they have three, actually. Uh, three, but they only told us about two, and I can't remember what the two different types were. One of them. It's kanji, and the other one is like more towards like you know names and such. So kanji, th- th- they have three alphabets. Kanji is the one that they share with China. The pronunciations are different. So you have kunyomi and onyomi, meaning Eastern and Western um, pronunciation. That is Chinese and Japanese, respect. Yeah. You know, not respectively, not in that order. Um, and then you huh? have hiragana, which is the phonetical alphabet. There are 46, 48, I could probably count them if I wanted to, but that takes some time, um, characters in hiragana, and they each make a sound. Um, it does follow a five-vowel sound system, that being a, i, u, e, and o, in that order. And so um, alphabetically in Japanese, you're just tacking on a consonant. So it's I, U, A, O, Kaki, Kuke, Ko, Sa, Shi, Tsu, Se, So, etc. The third alphabet is one that is only used in specific situations. It's called Katakana, and it has a character. It has. It also has the same number of characters as Hiragana, and each um, each character has its partner in hiragana. Uh, you only use katakana when you're talking about things from another language. So you're spelling on you're spelling a country that's not you know specifically Asian, or you're spelling foods like hamburger. That's the reason. Um, interestingly enough, hamburger in Japan is still hamburger, but they also don't just use English words. They also like to use Jap- uh, excuse me German words. Yeah. Which is why the um, Japanese word for Western-style bread is, excuse me, not German words, Spanish words. They also use German words. But the the sorry, I just meant other languages in general. I'm being very sure nervous getting up to speak like this. The point is the the um, Japanese word for Western bread is pan. Pan. Uh, <laughs> like like Peter, pan. I have a question. Yeah. Wouldn't it be like Portuguese because those were the guys who were allowed the most access during the warring era? It was the oh, Dutch, I thought. It was the Dutch. Uh, it was the Dutch yeah. or the Portuguese? The yes. Dutch. Okay. So, so, so it would be Dutch and Portuguese. Sorry, I didn't actually think about it like that. I'm actually quite nervous getting up and speaking for this long like this. Oh no, Vita. We're none of us judge you. In fact, you're. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Right. But it also shies me away from learning any Asian language. I'm gonna stick I, with Russian. I, Russian is closer to, well, it uses the Cyrillic alphabet, so yeah. it's closer to European languages than any other Asian language. But if I were um, to recommend a, um, <clears throat> if I were to recommend an Asian language to learn, I would definitely learn Japanese first because it's like, you know, it's like a, um, it's the fourth most common business language in the world. But also, you don't have to deal with the Chinese. So, ah, yes. See, yeah. like, that's the good thing. <laughs> one of my su- one that of the success ideal. stories that my sensei always likes to talk about. It's um, one of her um students didn't go to college. He became a um, 
he started working storage for an auto company. And cool. Anyways, he started working storage for an auto company, and he um, he was just in charge of stacking boxes. That's all he did, right? But one day they get a shipment of boxes in from Japan because the company he worked for was Honda, and the boxes weren't marked. And so they had no idea what was in any of the boxes because they can't open them because they have to store them, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And he takes one look at them and says, oh, that's motor oil. And they said, how do you know? He's like, oh, I took you know like two years of Japanese because all he had to do was be able to read the katakana. Once again, the things that were just phonetic and for specifically Western languages that just said motor oil. <laughs> motor oil. And so the success story ends with him becoming promoted to like regional manager or something simply because he could read the boxes that nobody else could. Damn, that's impressive. What a king. Man, I wish I could get far with my language. Unfortunately, I don't know how popular Polish is as a trade language. Um, there is one thing you can do. There's actually, um, there's, um, I know this is kind of wonky, but a lot of Polish army stuff is imported for air events. And, um, evidently no one can read it. (laughs) <laughs> it's cute. Uh, well, that's not easy. So I know Air Venture actually is working on some Polish Mi2 helicopters at the moment. Ooh. And they cute. have no fucking oh my my bosun is stuck. No fucking idea how to. Okay, fuck it, hammer. <laughs> there we go. Uh, they have no idea what half of the parts mean, and so they've they've been like delayed for years. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty funny. I could help them with that. So, Wait, they can't—they yeah. can't find a Polish person to just say, "Hey, can you read this?" Because half of it's worn, too. Oh, worn? Yeah. Because keep in mind, this is like wooden shipping crates, and yeah. it, it, like you have to track down. And half of the one of the things about um the communist stuff. This is actually something I hate too. Is um. Unlike the Japanese and Germans at the end of World War II, and in their case, at the end of the fall of the Soviet Union, they burnt a lot of stuff. And the stuff that is left is, like, the most unorganized junk ever. And so I know a lot of actual museums, too, where they have Polish vehicles just to date the parts and where to get them because Polish factories didn't have the best quality control. You have to go through Polish documents. Yeah. (laughs) And try that with Google Translate. That's very hard. We have no, big words. Very big words. How do you, it's, please, how do you say iron again? Iron bars? No, 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 no. If you want, if you want. How do you say iron bars? <laughs> if you, shut up. How do you, I, I remember this from Minecraft. How do you say iron bars? I will not fall for this. I will not no. do this. No, I remember. It was, guys, it was like 30 letters long. <laughs> okay, Google. It's not 30 letters long. How do you that say iron like bars fucking... in Polish? No. That's, see, iron bars is not a very long word at all. Stop compared to. <laughs> Excuse me? What did it say? It said, Stopki Selaza. It said it very weirdly. It's, right, it's Google Translate, buddy. Well, then what's the uh, right way, then? I think pretty much Saki Zalazana. Or Zalazna. Okay, before, before we move on, is there anything anybody else wants to know about Japanese? Or Japan in general? 
Why do this say kun a lot? Nah, like... bro, I've been I've been kind of grinding Japanese shit for a while now, like vlogs and shit. Like I'll grind on those Japanese. Okay. Like foreigners going to Japan and shit, or and like interviewing normal Japanese citizens. I've yeah. been on that grind for a fat minute, bro. Wow, what's this? It's not like the anime at all. Where are the <laughs> subtitles? I have a question, Vita. <laughs> Yeah. There seems to be a mentality between World War II vets and people from that era and modern Japanese. Like, there's little to no respect sometimes. Oh, okay. This is actually one of my favorite subjects to talk about. I think I've actually talked about it specifically for a podcast before, so this might be this might be um, redundant for anybody who's heard this before. But I know there's some of you who hadn't heard this yet. Um, there's a drastic cultural shift between between um. What is that? The Showa period and the current? Oh, I forget what period we're in. It changed recently. It actually changed emperors like two years yeah. ago. Anyways, didn't uh, like he die. The war period is known as. I th yeah, usually that's how people change a monarchy. Yes. Anyways, um, most modern Japanese do not know about World War Two, uh, like at all. What? There, I've seen a documentary as part of my Japanese education. It's this it's this Japanese man. He's a historian working for like Nat Geo or something. And he's just going up to like twenty somethings on the street and asking them what happened August fifth, nineteen forty five. None I of mean, them answered correctly. I mean, it's a specific date. I don't think Okay, okay. The, the last the last like when was the bombing of Hiroshima? What happened in Hiroshima? This in is like this is Pearl Harbor for us guys. Yes. Yeah. Well, but but like a thousand times worse. You have to remember, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, yeah. of Japanese people died in in an instant. Right. Uh, hundreds of thousands, millions over years. It was it was millions like, over years. It was like two hundred thousand people. Radiation. Yeah. None so of them. So they've just been like trying to erase that from history, like it's, on it's purpose. Not even, it's not even that they're trying to erase it. The cultural importance that they placed on the Showa period was so little. It's like the Showa period is technically the reign of one single emperor, or rather, yeah, yeah, one single emperor. But pre-war Showa period and post-war Showa period may as well be two separate cultural events, because. Uh, reconstruction of Japan during the show period changed their culture so much that most modern Japanese know very little, if anything, about World War II. Other than that, it's a war that happened. Huh. It's, it's a little surreal. That is. <laughs> literally no other country that was involved in it forgets about it. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. because it was so pivotal in their history, every other country, you know, whether it's us or someone else, who their economy was crushed for years and years after, <clears throat> they we swept in with Reconstruction so quickly that there was such a drastic cultural shift that it's almost not even like glossed over. They just don't give it any importance. That's true. Uh, I have one question though. Um, is there another reason is because this is something people I, I argue about personally is they're worse than the Germans. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. And absolutely. like that I'm personally, this is one of my things is, is that another reason they kind of for quote unquote forgot about it because of the, 
oh, you know, we only used Philippine kids as bayonet practice on multiple occasions. What about that one time where they actually, on the news, they published it in a newspaper, a duel between two officers who could cut off the most American POWs' heads? I think uh, part of the reason why they don't acknowledge it now is because acknowledge... Like, teaching your kids about it now would mean the future generation would grow up having to... Like, because the Chinese still want war reparations. Japan never played, paid war reparations. Well, I'm not saying that I don't these like countries. I, I could care less anymore because fuck China. Fuck Give it to Taiwan. Yeah. That's the right government. But, yeah, but then that's leaving out the Philippines, you know. I'm, I'm talking about just those two countries, Vaughn. I know, but but if you teach them, if you teach them that they fucked up really bad, and all these different nations, then they're gonna have to man up and be like, okay, compare the mentality in about World War II in Germany and and what I just described to you that's going on in Japan. Yeah. Well, I'm not like saying now, like reverse it. I'm just wondering if that was probably one of the things. Is first of all reparations, and then second of all. Yeah, we, maybe we fucked up and we don't want to remember that. You have to remember that um, period shifts in Japan mm-hmm. are – it's not even abnormal that there would be a huge cultural shift every single um, period shift. It, it's just something that happens. They, they love their government. They love their emperor, and the culture is just different over there. So it's not like us where we – you know, mark our time periods by whatever the biggest happening is. They mark their time periods as this is when the emperor was installed. They 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 don't even say it's 2020. I mean, they do, but like currently they'll say it's like the 14th year of. God, I wish I could remember what. Oh, period I know you're right talking about. That's because I'm gonna get into a little bit of a nerdy gun shit. Holy fucking like, there's like the Type One like black powder rifle, and then right before it, it was like the Type Insert like 73. And it when I first started, I was just like, what? And then uh, it's just like the Type 99. That's like 1938. Why yeah. is it 99? Mikhail, I have a question. Yes. How do you affix bay- bayonets in uh, Red Orchestra? Um, seven. <laughs> seven? C. Also. Does the Nagant not get a bayonet? The Nagant? Mosin Nagant? Yeah. I have a question. Are you playing the Rising Storm? No, I'm playing as the Russians right now in Red Orchestra. Oh, well, then it's seven. Seven or six changes fire mode and ammo. Or if you have a he's playing, He's playing he's Red Orchestra 2. Yeah. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm going to... Anthony, gonna, I have the... I use the same... There, and there's a setting... Sorry, guys, but... There's a setting in... um In Rising Storm that you switch back to RO2 controls, and that's what I use. Okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish what I was saying, so don't forget about it. Yeah. Um, you have to remember that they don't mark their um, periods by huge historical happenings. They mark their periods by whoever the emperor is. And there's just a, by nature, it's kind of weird, really, if you think about it. By nature, there's just a huge cultural shift every single time there's a change in emperor. A lot of you people will know about the whole Meiji Restoration. That's kind of one of the biggest periods that happened in Japan, where, you know, it used to be that everybody, you know, adored the samurai, and the samurai were a huge part of the feudal system. But when they decided they were going to unify Japan and push them into the modern era, everybody in the country was just like, we don't need samurai anymore because the emperor says so. I know I'm really, really oversimplifying it, but that's just kind of the gist. Okay, I have another question. During, like, the Warring States period, there was really no emperor in great power. It was kind of like, if I'm correct, Sorry, like... You're going like, to have to start over. I had to mute myself for a second. Um, There was, during the Warring Eras, where, like, where it wasn't completely unified, like, I'm saying, like, 
like yes. you know like total war during, during, during the war during the warring states period yeah yeah like and even like when the british came in during like the six nine like the 1860s 1865 like stuff where shogun 2 like happens that's right typically most of my interest is well, like, most, most of those movies you, um, that you see like last samurai with tom cruise whatever most uh, of that takes place during the Meiji restoration yeah that's tom that, like, what were you like wasn't that tom Meiji cruise? restoration yeah is it, oh god like how did that even like start because it was like out of the blue in my opinion um, it came as a. It's it's just kind of like the shell shock of old versus new. Yeah, Isn't it, it kind like, of been started? I, I listened to a pretty good podcast about this too. Actually, it was like the it was essentially what three hours long. It was a prelude to World War Two, so it went over the Meiji Restoration in pretty great depth. So essentially, the Japanese when Commodore Perry opened them up, mm. they realized that they're gonna get like they're gonna get dicked down. Like they they had they had a big like realization because they went from their oh, last European contact was with being, the Dutch being the Dutch um, who, yeah. by the way, they only let into a single port in the yeah. southernmost part of the nation for like 300 years of yeah. the so, trading. So they're sitting there and these modern warships, essentially they're not modern, modern, they're still galleons or whatever. Weren't they the um, great white fleet? Uh, no, I don't think that the 1850s, the great white fleet wasn't existent yet. Right, the Great White Fleet was 1890s with Teddy Roosevelt. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Sorry, but either way, the Japanese realized that, and I, I, and because when you open yourself up, it's not like okay, now we're just gonna look at Japan. They looked at all around the world and they were like, holy shit, Great Britain, everybody's colonializing, and they take a look at China, and they see what happened to China. China, re China refused to. China, China did the same thing as Japan. They closed themselves off for what 500 years. Like in because the Chinese just didn't want to deal with anything. They refused to look outwards at all because they did they didn't think that they should. They didn't think that they they were required to. to. They weren't bowing to these because the Chinese was the largest empire in the world for thousands of years. So why why should they care Stagnation. about what Europeans have to say? Yeah. So the Japanese looked at the Chinese and looked how they just got murdered in the Opium Wars. They realized that they have to change, and so instead of sticking with old traditions which they did for a little bit um they like in so from i think it was like 15 years the meiji restoration was like in full effect they went from talking about like farming and all that to talking about riding your bicycle and how industrialization was great japan almost completely industrialized in a span of 20 years because yeah. the japanese government realized that the only way to protect japan was to turn it into the a superpower, quote unquote, yeah. that it is today, and they, they had to emulate else? the imperial empires that were going to eat them up. Right. And may I add something else that I find quite interesting? One of my favorite wars is the Russo-Japanese War of 1904 to five. That is a great example of everything they worked to. And in fact, in fact, I find something that's even more: the Arasaka, the Type 30 that they used during that war. It wasn't a national pride design. They took this. This helps with Anthony and you. You said Vita. They took from every part of the earth. They took every design: the Mauser action, Monwicker safety, all that kind of stuff. In fact, they pioneered a light arty in its use, its tactics. That was, and they um, they were may I say the founders of like siege and like shock troops during the Russo-Japanese War because that was the first major war with trenches and arty and machine guns, and. The Russians got their fucking asses handed to them. In fact, the cavalry saber that I, sorry, the engineer saber I have, 
from the encircled 55th um, uh, in, um, Engineers um, Brigade that was stuck in the port. That was, oh God, they pioneered essentially and predicted. It's a mini World War One. They were able to transform for what Anthony said was a real a fetal just thing into being able to um, essentially bitch slap Russia, which was not one of the best powers, but sure as hell wasn't a pushover. Well, yeah, you, have like, to, you have to think about it like this. There's a reason they closed themselves off. It's not just because they were bitter. It's like, imagine that you just had the largest power on the planet right outside your doorstep. And they don't want to interact with you, so you don't interact with them. So you close yourself off from the rest of the world, not because you don't want to come in contact with them, but because you see no need to. The only reason the Warring States period happened is because China was busy conquering the rest of Asia. Um, so good question. Um, yeah. What about that one time where they had the incursion into Korea? Back in the 1500s. 15 or 14, I don't remember. Don't talk about that. I don't, I don't actually know about that much. <laughs> I can't really speak for that. I'm pretty sure it was the Joseon period of Korea where they started uh, invading. Don't Kingdom talk about that. Yeah, no, I, I can't actually speak <laughs> much on Korea's history. And I don't know, there was something I heard with Japan that when they took a trip to Nanking or something. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. That never happened. But what? For a quick target practice. Let's leave it what at that. What Ian was saying about like how, what was it? Like the Arasaka took all those. That, that's what the Japanese did for every part of their society. At least industrially. In what, like, their battleships? They copied, I think, oh, what schools did they copy? I think they copied Dutch or German schools. German. No, I don't remember exactly. No, I think I think it might have been American schools actually. They copied one. They copied British ships, German military ideas. Um, it was French. Like, Where did you get that they, notion? They they traded they traded advisors with each other, and like they would send tra- advisors over for five years, and then have them come back and train their armies. Because they realized that they, they tried to figure out who was the best in everything. So they figured out the British were the best in, it might have been French schools. It, no, it know. was, I believe it was, they had a lot of French stuff because before the French I, I think they, before I think the they dabbled in French and German stuff too. Yes. So they, 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 they took everything and integrated it into a culture to be, so they tried to figure out how to be the most imperialist because all these guys were being imperialist. So if they could be imperialist with them, there was a chance that they weren't going to get invaded like China and like all these other guys. It, and it, it did really, work. it really was kind of like really smart what they did because they, they, they could, they saw what happened to what they thought was the world's largest power. Their, you know, their essential brick wall between them and the rest of the world, and they immediately said, "Okay, every single remnant of a broken Japan is gone." And for the most part, that was good. It got rid of a lot of political dissension. It unified the nation really quickly, basically under the fear that they were going to become the next China. But, you know, also yeah. they got rid of a bunch of the stuff that was very culturally important. Like, and that's why we have movies that are, you know, the destruction of the great samurai warrior. And it's sad. It's sad. But we, we would see something much more close to, say, the Native Americans if they didn't do what they did. And they, they and kind of what they, happened when the US entered the Philippines in the nineties. The nineties. Yeah. Eighteen nineties. Well that's what Spain too, yeah. But but the whatever, the Japanese could have done something like they could have 
instead of taking the drug that is imperialism because imperialism's kind of like heroin because you take You're, it you can't get enough right? don't quote mr douglas <laughs> no no mr douglas never said this uh, he, he said it to me once and i uh, i hate uh, that man it's a good reference i heard it in a podcast anyways but like you can't get enough of imperialism you're gonna keep on gobbling up and eventually it's gonna kill you the japanese they had they had the perfect opportunity to essentially sphere all of asia they could they could have come in and acted as liberators for like the people of china the people of korea they could have done all that and they but instead they chose to be colonial like the rest of the european powers but if they if they tried to act as imperial liberators they could have had like like people might actually be praising japan today but instead as things turned out uh, people in East Asia they, definitely do not like Japan. <laughs> we don't have many imperial company, uh, countries anymore, do we? Hmm? What you well, say? It, depend, it depends oh. on what you define as imperialism, because... We don't have an the... imperial country? Buddy, you're living in one. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, America, but, like, because like if actual you, China. Because if you define imperialism by the old standard of, like, the late 19th century of conquering other nations... Uh, making people abide by your nation's rules and customs, then no, there wouldn't oh, yeah. be any. But if you're going off the notion of imperialism, like a country taking over um, and having a large influence everywhere, you can see it. Most notably with the U.S. and any global economy. That's why we're the number China's one, a- baby. China, that's why Israel's number one. Brazil numero uno. Israel numero uno. <laughs> And but, something yeah. else I might find interesting, um, this this just branches off from the Japanese thing. You know the last remaining British battleship is, is in Japanese hands? <laughs> really? No, yeah, I didn't uh, know about the Levant affair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's, um, it actually it survived the Russo-Japanese War, World War II. After World War II, it was concreted in a harbor. Um, turned into an aquarium. It's turrets or aquariums. And then, like, at, in the 70s, uh, an enthusiast of naval history bought it from the fuckwits who decided to turn it into the monstrosity aquarium, put reproduction turrets on, and re-brought it back to its former glory. It's still concreted in there, but there's talks of getting it back to Britain. Huh. And it's a pre-dreadnought. Oh, It's been upgraded shit. to a dreadnought. That has stayed like that. Now its turrets are gone, obviously, because of the aquarium. But uh, the entire hall kind of rusted. But for what for the amount of money that they um, it was the Victory and the HMS Victory that warship, and then what else was it? They have a second one, don't they? Um, the Warrior and the HMS Warrior. They both of those ships were in the same condition. Um, the Warrior, I believe, it was uh, a storage barge. And keep in mind, the Warrior was built in the 1850s. It was somehow floating in the 70s when they fixed it. Huh. That's impressive. It was the entire yeah. deck was concreted with like inches of concrete because it was used as a storage. And then the um, for some reason the British Navy kept around the um, Victory. And the Victory was essentially second lined and like right after the Warrior came out, second like battle line. And then it was turned into a storage and then into a barracks. And then in the 80s, it was turned back. Both of these ships were beyond repair. Look at how they look today. Battle ready completely. No, about as fucking useful as like a box of Tinder. But like, 
if the British Parliament, which is the one thing I respect about them, they're probably bring it back. So we'll see a pre-dreadnought. Guess how many of those are lasting around? The only None. other pre-dreadnought is a riverboat in Austria. That's and really that weird. thing is really winky. It's actually a monitor type ship used in um, um the fucking Franco, not the Franco-Prussian War, but another one like that. Just another fucking. The brothers. Maybe? Are there any uh, ironclad ships left? Um, ironclads, yes. There's one in Chile, stolen, stolen from the Peruvians. It's either Peruvian. the other way around. I don't remember, but it's in mint condition. It was, I believe, it was like, um, it was, it just got captured in the harbor. But it's in mint condition, still floating on its own. <laughs> By the way, something I'd like to clear up about some of the things I said today. Um, I've, I have been studying the language for quite some time, but I don't claim to be an expert on. The history of the country. Oh, same. there are people. There are people who know much more about the history of Japan than I do. Yeah, so, dude, you're white. Yeah, yeah, this is I true. I think we can all agree on something. If you call yourself an expert, like and like are honestly truthful about it, you're probably over exaggerating your own skill. No, but no one can be an expert unless you literally pay for it. Mm. And we don't um, talk about that fuckwit who wrote um, Death Traps or that other guy. Oh. I don't remember his name, but he was making up fucking lies about German capability. And there was actually a huge court case about it. Turns out he literally made up stuff as German propaganda, which is where I half exactly of that fucking... I exactly what you're talking about. Do you know his name? I can't recall, but... Um... He's the guy who made the myth about the tiger being the most invincible thing ever. The tiger is the most invincible tank ever. Even though yeah, it was it was a breakthrough yeah. tank that was used as a multi-purpose tank, so it was a piece of shit, essentially. Good in its role as a breakthrough tank, but other than that, it kind of was useless. But, but as useless as one of the most armored and most powerful gun-fitting tanks can be, evidently. But my tiger... Tigers were tiger not that tank, good. Though. But tank. I, have, I have an important question to ask all of you. Yeah. So... Out of the three major brands, what is your favorite type of root beer? Mug, Barks, or A and W? Barks, I mean, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Sprecher. A and W. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna throw you a curveball. In Wisconsin, we have something called Sprecher. It's definitely better. Best, best fucking thing I've ever tasted in terms of like drink. I would highly recommend. It has more um vanilla. Mug's sweet. Yeah, mug's sweet. A&W is like uh, the all-around, and then Barks is more like tangy almost. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree with Sprecher that. and Point. You will never taste anything better than a cold A&W root beer. Yeah, and w is just a good, like, medium. Like, you can't... Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, have none of you ever tasted IBC? Uh, it's alright, it's kind of, it's really rooty. Which is good, but like... Sometimes just a sweet, sweet root beer. Just how about this? Beer. How about this? Royal I Cola. Think, I think I think my internet just crashed. Sorry. It'll you guys ever have, y'all ever have Who's Royal Cola? On their mic? Yes, I think. Royal Crown Cola. They're all right. Yeah, I've had yeah. them a couple times. Yeah, like they're them. pretty. They're pretty good. I haven't had them in a fat minute though. But y'all, yeah, no, y'all like A and W root beer. But have you ever eaten at the A and W restaurant? That stuff's pretty good. Yes, that no. I, I love A and W. There's one on the way to Chicago, but I've never gone. 
It's a good place to stop, get a burger, and eat by the beach. Amazing. Also, I'd like to say, um, the AW restaurants root beer is better than like the A and W you go by. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's so weird. That's a fact. It's so good. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go in A and W then. You really are. It's so. But it's they. So but we also this, the food that they serve is the same food as uh, Culver's. Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, when you if you go to an A and W restaurant, don't order the root beer. Order the root beer float. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I think that's. I think that's the thing I could do. I could. I could, I could slap one of those. Who right said now. that they serve the same food at Culver's at A and W? They serve butter burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Butter yeah. dogs. They're Yo. butter Wisconsin, dude. Wisconsin. Of course do they, they do that. Do they sell butter dogs? Do they sell butter dogs? No. Do not bring up that disgusting. I actually know someone who ate one. Unironic. Yeah, me too. Did anyone in this chat eat the sissy burger? Listen, I'm gonna be real. If it's not slathered in butter, I'm not eating that butter dog. <laughs> I, do love, I do love butter burgers from Culver's. Culver's is great. They're so what is good. a butter burger? I love Culver's. Uh, is, a, is a butter, butter burger like a butter dog? No, no I'm pretty sure it's no, just a the burger. burger. The burgers are just, so instead of using oil, it's just butter. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. That's how I, that's how I cook my burgers at home. Butter yeah. and stuff. Just, it just they just taste a little bit more juicy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I, oh, have you? Do you guys Vince, talking you guys butter burgers? I was thinking like 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 a butter dog. Is it like no. just like a hamburger? No, it's just a, like three slabs of butter. <laughs> <laughs> no. What were you saying, Anthony? Do you guys have cops frozen custard? Uh, oh. No, sorry, we we don't cops. Have... Oh my! It is. The wait, best. wait. Could you could you spell that out for me? K-O-P-S. I don't think so. I have... that is the best custard you can get in Wisconsin. The burgers are really good too. Never yeah, had the one good. around here closed, didn't it? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. But... No, I just passed by the cops a few weeks. The one that I used yeah. to go to closed down at least. My I need to remember that even when I go visit my family up there, um, I'm in a city of. 10,000 people at best. So. We do yeah, have a no, place in it's Michigan called something. World's Best Frozen Custard or something. Uh, uh, Ready? It's actually, it's actually um, uh, a mini golf place. Mm-hmm. They're probably lying. No, it's really good. It's really good. I don't know, mini golf and... Uh, Frozen custard? And, yeah. and ice cream place doesn't... Or, or custard place doesn't, doesn't bode well with me. The nearest A and W restaurant is in Kentucky. <laughs> wow. Gosh, I'm so lucky I don't live in Maryland, dude. Wow. God, what what is even there except Alex and water? Uh, Washington D.C. Sorry, you mean the house of stupidness? Yeah. Hey, Fuck. <laughs> Alex be like, so wait, wait. D.C. is not in Maryland. D.C. is something different. And then he's like, oh, the Caps are from Maryland. Shut up, dude. Oh. Shut <laughs> up. The Caps used to be in Maryland. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they did. What's all well, happening Cats because they don't even have their own stadium in the state? Yeah, don't they play in New Jersey? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Giants yeah. play the same stadium. I got an A&W 20 miles from me. I did not know that. I have to go there now. A&W's not that. Uh, 20 miles is not far, actually. Oh. Closest one I can think of in Wisconsin is uh, by Chicago. The closest oh. one near me is four miles. What are we talking away. about? 
<laughs> we're in W. The closest one is four miles. It's at a mall. Venice, we can track you down. Can you? You can try. Four miles away. You're you're really close to Detroit, and it's four miles away from you. I, I don't think that works. I can send a scud. It's gonna get everything within a five mile radius, buddy. All right, all right. You could try. I guess that'd be interesting to see. But, oh man, I do love being. It's actually making me kind of hungry now. Okay. Closest one for me is an hour away. Mm, I feel bad for y'all. Don't have I think that how far away is it from you, Venice? Four, four miles. Five miles. Four. Is that as the bird flies, or is that uh, road? Road. Okay. But uh, yeah. You guys, you guys have you guys have eddies, like in your states. Do we have what? No states? Eddies. Oh, no. Eddies. It's like Eddie's a... What? It's, it's just called Eddies. It's like a drive-in restaurant, and uh, they bring out your food in roller skates. Like oh, that's called Sonic here. We have that on yeah. Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> in roller skates? Yeah. yeah. On roller yeah. skates. Yeah. You break the ankle all the time. We have, we have Sonic here, too. But Eddie's has been around much longer than Sonic. All the okay. Sonic. Yeah, I mean, we do have a Okay, we all to agree out. that the new Sonic commercials, they got rid of the two guys. Yeah, it's worthless. Cringe. Cringe. I don't okay. care, they Jewish. Trey, go Have ahead. any of you <laughs> ever been into a QT before besides Bryson? Has anyone ever... Is that? They don't know about a QT. Oh my god. There was someone here that was talking about QT. Who was it that was talking about like going to QT late at night and he would like get... What was it? A hot dog or something? Yeah, QT. Not Bryson. QT goes crazy. QT goes crazy. It does. Does it? Does it really? Oh shit, never mind. There's one 20 minutes away. Hey. Are you referring to QT as in like the gas station? Uh, yeah, but it has the restaurant in it and a small grocery area. No, the QTs that are in, like, me and Anusha City, um, they're only, like, the gas station rest stop type. I'm not sure Wait, if they have the full blow. Where are you? The, one, the ones here have, like, a restaurant. Uh, I live in Texas. Oh, hey, Mike, they have, like, a restaurant and a grocery Check your DMs. Flag Someone stop? just asked me my yeah, flag thing. Stop? No. Huh. There's this, it's a... It's a kind of gas station drive-in place that um it's really good. It's Wait, uh, I think the only one in in uh, San Antonio is up uh, I ten I want to say. Shoot. It's like um it's like when you're going to Six Flags, you know, whatever whichever highway that is. It's like yeah. the intersection of I think I ten and sixteen oh four. I think. I would I would like stop trying to if now we're gonna get a postal bomb from some guys. Yeah. Did you say postal bomb? Yes. Kaczynski in this chat. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, uh, I got a question. Yeah. Should I drive uh, 45 minutes one way to go to an A&W? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. By the way, Trey, are you there? Yeah. Did you mail me a pipe bomb or a bayonet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, guys, I love these ironic jokes that we're making, how they're so funny and joking. And not no, Trey actually mailed me something, and I'm going to have my sister check it for me. <laughs> I would like to announce to the podcast... You are, you're looking you in the mailbox, you see your sister opening, you see your head just explode. <laughs> Trey, you're doing me a favor. Then you, you see the bayonets next to it, there's a winky face taped to it. 
Dude, that thing <laughs> wouldn't even be damaged, to be honest, because half the time they don't fit the rifle. <laughs> So you're, sit, you're, you're sitting there, you're taking the bayonet out, your sister exploded head corpse. Dude, I got something to stick it in so it doesn't get dirty. Just ch 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 stab your sister. How many people like do we have? Overkill. How many people do we have in the call today? Uh, one, know. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's a pretty kinda, good turnout. Kind of thumping, yeah. That's pretty thumping, yeah. Uh, there's actually an AW only half hour away. Instead of, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, works. I'm gonna beat Venice to death. Yeah. Ow, cunt. All right, all right. Yeah, let's let's do let's see what Mike's. How how do you guys feel about the virus? How it's going right now? I mean, like, it, uh... it's it's. You see, the thing about it is, it comes in waves. So it's constantly going up and down because you constantly see news stories like, "Oh, it's doing better. We're doing it. the curve is going down. It's going great." The U.S. Anything. has reported such a low death right toll today, and then and then like two days later, it's like the U.S. has a new highest death toll like, reported in one day, and it's just going crazy. Because what what, what what what's the death toll right now? The death toll thirty thousand last time I checked. It's Can I just be like super blunt, Venice? Yeah. I I'm gonna look at this from a pure strict point point of view, without looking at emotions. Are we losing working people to the virus? Or are we working the old, are we losing the old and the useless people who get stamps from the government? Now I'm not saying that I would like my grandma to die, but let's be blunt here. It's not the end of our country. It's just the people both. who take checks from the government. No, realistically, we're losing both. Yeah, we are. It's it's like the flu for people who are actually young and healthy. It'll still impact in some way. You'll still get pneumonia sometimes, but like overall death rates comparable to the flu, maybe like twice or three times as worse. Listen, yeah. I've had pneumonia before and I lived through it, so I'll be fine. I've seen speculation. It's much, it's much different with the virus because it attacks your respiratory system. Like, oh wow, yeah, not surprising. Everything does it, but it causes ours, it's like acute respiratory damage, and that has a sixty to eighty percent mortality rate. Just in general, it doesn't matter what age you are. So yeah. either way, you can die from it, and it has been increasing in like appearing in younger people. Oh, and that's, here's some. Um, like, sorry. And, and that's the thing about, uh, like, releasing death tolls <laughs> is that if if a state or local government wants to cover up how many have killed, how many are dead because of the virus, they can just say, oh, they died from a respiratory disease or a heart attack or something like that. They don't have to list it as coronavirus because though coronavirus did not directly kill them, it just caused something that killed them. I'm going to add something else. One thing I was talking about Blitz about earlier, and my dad actually, is think about how this is going to affect globalists. China's cucked. Like if we, okay, I'm going to say this. If we had the economy we had back in the 70s, we would be fine because it was all internal until the 90s where the rich cucks decided to make bank by exporting it to China. This is going to kill globalism, in my opinion. Wasn't the 70s where we had a really shit economy and we were going to go down? Oh, no, it's because <laughs> of the fuel lack. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is we had a bunch of... Most of our stuff was internally... Like, yeah, yeah, else. like, yeah, we weren't outsourcing as much as, you know, we are now. Which yeah, is if at all, very because bad. the Cold War is still on. Because we're like, wow, man, it's cheaper. 
I've seen I, I, I've seen predictions from people saying that the economic collapse following this will probably kill more people than the virus itself. Probably. There are a lot of sources that say, oh, this is going to be worse than the Great Depression of the 1930s. I do want to say that it's probably just fear-mongering. Yeah. If saying I may interject, like, right now, um, it's like, I'm, whenever I was seeing everything, like, you know, with the way how things are going, and seeing how the uh, world is starting to, like, slow down, I was telling my friends and uh, Anus can vouch for me whenever I was saying this. I was saying that as soon as like you know China's virus is starting, or like whenever they feel, uh, like whenever they start reopening up, they're gonna start trying to do as everything to get as much good press as possible. They're gonna try to cover up every, uh, basically them not telling the 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 world to the information about the COVID nineteen and everything, not telling them how it spreads human uh, person person, not truly reporting all the cases and everything. And I'm willing to bet that they're trying. And I have seen people, even though there's like uh, multiple news articles saying how China trying to get good press, such as by the Economist, and they were saying how, um, like you know, China's trying to get good press. And I saw people in the comment section still defending China, saying, "Well, they're trying to get good now, and what is the U.S. doing? Nothing." So I can see your point, Mikhail, with like. Uh, maybe this might cause globalists to think it, but it's going to take a lot more than that because there are people still defending this, even though it's originated uh, from China, and China's one of the main reasons why um, it got spread so quickly. Absolutely. And it's. Mind if I continue? Yeah. Uh, So the one reason is I'm not saying the globalists are going to change. Half of them are stupid, France. But um, (laughs) one thing I really despise is, well, think about it. The reason stuff was exported to China was to save money because they want money in their pocket. Rich people want money. I want money. You want money. Now, this virus, look at it. Swine flu. That was like in the early 2000s. Name it. Keep going. But like. This is fear-mongering at its worst. This is how it works now. This is media. They do it for the clicks, not for actual value anymore. That's just what we come to. And so if you're smart, would you want a less, like, a less drastic income, like slightly more, more like you have to put into this, but you'll always have income and make it centralized in the U.S., have everything in one country. So if there's stuff like this where everybody shuts down their ports, you won't get affected. Or make money, but then if stuff like this happens again, it completely falls apart. Yeah. And I feel like the driving force is not rationalism with the rich. It's money. And I feel like this is going to be a big impact. Like, oh, I like my money being stable. So I'm going to put it all in one country so this globalism crap can't stop it. And they have to listen to China. So. Yeah, and it is absolutely. They outsource it to China because they have very, very um, lax like work unions yeah unions and like laws to work and that's why that's why live leak logos pretty much appear over the heads of every single chinese person at any given moment (laughs) yeah that's how you can tell it's also just because like lack of human like like consideration you you live in a country where there's 1.5 billion other people just about you don't matter yeah essentially the same and set like Nobody cares about your life. There is, there is, 
it's it's like what there's 300 million people in the u.s so five times right yeah like five yeah, times yeah. or one fifth and of the human life consideration consideration their culture too dude like the complete disregard oh yeah their can whole, i um part of their culture is torturing and eating live animals oh i hate that so much so i, I hate that so much. Boys, shovel dog i have a you pretty bad that, that great video I... from china Love you, boys. Love you, Trey, I have a question. Yeah. Trey, okay, so one of my favorite quotes about Warhammer 40k is that no one cares about you. No one cares what happened to you. You're a nobody. And yeah. that is one of the reasons I love that universe. Is that not China incarnate? Yeah. Do you remember I mean, that quote? Th there's just so much stuff going on and so many people. You don't have time to matter. Un yeah, unless that's, you why, got money. that's why when they run over someone, they run them over again just to make sure they're dead. Yeah. No, no. I've been over this before, Venice, and there's a reason I'm staying quiet right now. I don't want to yell. It's late here. The reason they run over the people is because funeral bills are cheaper than hospital bills. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta. I got. We're taking bets. How long till the next worldwide? Big disease like MERS or SARS or swine flu or whatever comes out of China. I give it eight minutes. How come uh, we just it's about five years on average? Oh, I was gonna. How say come? Minutes. How come we didn't uh, shut down and all this for swine flu and everything? Because swine flu wasn't killing people like this. Dude, I don't yeah. think that matters that much. I do not care. Yeah, it was. I don't think swine, swine flu spread as quickly. Yeah. There was also yeah. a vaccine pretty quickly. Yeah. It was still a big scare like this. Killed a back, lot. Back when, when swine flu was around, I don't think they had... Um, you know how now, when we create a vaccine, we have to go through incredible amounts of trials and time in order to perfect it? Back then, I don't think they did that with swine flu. Just swine like, flu was I, in 2008, wasn't it? I think um, we're talking about different things, because I'm thinking about the swine flu like, scare of like the early 2000s. Yeah, so that like H1N1 or something like that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about, like swine flu, swine flu. Uh, I think I think Venice is thinking Spanish. Yeah. Oh, Spanish flu. Fuck, it. Yeah. Big difference. Well, I came yeah. out trying to. What the, the Spanish flu? The reason why that like it was okay. It was a flu, but the reason why it killed and it was like actually a pandemic was because it had something called cytokine storms. So essentially, it would as soon as your white blood cells attack the virus. It would overwhelm them and just release essentially floods of new virus into you using your white blood cells. And so that that's very like simplified. So it'd kill young people the most because they had the most white blood cell counts because they had the healthiest Ooh. immune systems. So young people would like young people's mortality rate is like 20%. So people are dropping dead in the streets because so in the art, like there were other theories about this, but the U S army Corps of engineers or whatever, the medic section, they dug up a dead woman in the Arctic who died of it, and they injected it into a bunch of monkeys, and they figured out, and all those monkeys died of cytokine storms. So they I figured out that that's probably what Anyways, I think we're going to end it here. It's gone on very, very long now. All right. Do uh, have any last words to say? Uh, Mongo. Uh, I'm not that high anymore. GG, no ring. I want to say thank you all for coming out tonight. It really means a lot. I know it's hard for some people, especially when we're all, you know, cooped up inside all day. I'm, surprised, get back I'm out surprised to be gone yeah. this long without somebody saying the N-word.
No, Don't no, fucking no. tempt me! You Do to not it. fucking tempt me! Hold on, saying the N word. Better no N word here. Oh man, clean podcast. Wow, stop nagging us. A clean podcast. I'm proud of you guys. Man, I, I can't wait when. Yeah. Well, do you want to speak? Make money Jeez, eventually for this podcast? No, I don't really care. Oh then. Well. Damn. Stop I did this on your mic.